What's going on, Golf Addicts? Welcome to the Shriners 2023 betting preview show. It's early on a Monday. DB here, my boy Pat Perry. Top of the morning to you, P. Yeah. Good morning. Glad to be here on the in the morning hours with UDB. This is this is unusual, but mm-hmm. you know today is Columbus Day, and uh, uh, so that means kids are out of school, I guess, and people are partially working. I don't know. I don't know. Or they're coming back from vacation today. Yeah. Uh, shout out Columbus. Um, I hope you're doing well in America. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> um, Listen, I, I'm just, uh, as always, we're presented to you by our friends at Leaderboard. It's the go-to app that you need on the golf course to keep, to keep, yeah, blah, blah, to keep up with your own stats, to, you know, settle bets with your friends on the course. So let, 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 let the Leaderboard app worry about handicaps and dotting the scorecard and settling the bets at the end. They got it all covered, and it's a wonderful free app that you can download. The link is in the description of the podcast here. Uh, you just you, you want to you use Leaderboard. They're great partners, great people. Uh, fantastic app now available in both iOS and Android stores, marketplaces, whatever. And as always, we start with down the board. And Pat, I'm not going to go very far. I'm going to kind of victory lap this one. This is just mm-hmm. a, this is like a, oh, this is kind of a, a victory lap where also when I get, you know, when I get to the end, I kind of want you to just, you know, somebody to slap me really hard in the face um, because Luke List was the last sumbi off my big balls betting card. He was the last one eliminated i talked about him on the show um i talked about him again in the wednesday night live chat on uh, in our discord that we had it was a wonderful chat people still weren't buying that that the luke list guy could could putt well enough to come up and win a golf tournament where the winning score could be 18 19 under and he did it my, my boy luke did it representing champions retreat shout out now he's not wearing the champions hat henrik norlander was yeah uh who finishes tied for second what a wild finish at, uh, at the Sanderson Chicken Cock Championship. But now the Chicken Cock Trophy is coming home to Champions Retreat. I'm excited. Maybe one day I'll get to take a picture with it. Yeah, that was, um, that was pretty incredible. I mean, I, I was out. Uh, I was gardening yesterday, DB. I was planting the fall garden. <laughs> and when I came back from doing all of that, uh, I, I even texted you. I was like, wait a second. There, there's a five-way playoff. Yeah. It was just kind of my down the leaderboard because I don't know when the last time I saw five five guys in the playoff 2017 i think or 2018 they said well and the funny thing was did you notice on the t the guy that was giving the numbers out he was like okay blah 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 and then he was like but we're probably not going to finish tonight anyway yeah (laughs) and then the first whole list just drops the bomb and the birdies and it's over it looked like a member guest out there in the fairway too i love it It really did so many guys out there but shout out to all five of them they all fired quickly you could tell they all were like let's try to get this in as best we can you know, we're, we're going to do our best, but let's, let's figure it out. Um, Low-key flex, too, Luke List. Hit the, hit, I mean, i, I got to imagine he hit it a little skanky on the bottom, like bottom left quadrant of that driver. He hit like this low-cut bullet that, um, you know, one mile an hour higher ball speed than Ludwig yeah. just before him, just, just a flex. I mean, Luke's one of the longest hitters on the tour. But I, I said that this thing was happening. That, not that he would win, but that he would contend because the putting has started to show something. And I am telling you, we've talked about it on the show, Luke List is a top 10 ball striker in the world. He is. That's how bad his putting is. You're at home laughing. You're going, are you effing kidding me? How many mushrooms have you done so far this morning, DB? You're insane. But I'm telling you, T to green, he is one of the best. He is elite T to green. He has elite distance. 
and, and that that makes up for a lot on the PGA Tour these days. He can hit irons into literally probably almost every par five on the PGA Tour. And w- when you come to a place with four par fives, a drivable, a drivable par four, and of course it's gettable and, and has birdies, he can feast, but he doesn't because his putter sucks. But now this is like, what, four or five events in his last few that, that, he's, that he's gained strokes putting. I, um, I did happen to get a text off to him last night. And I knew it would be crazy. I, I knew he would be you know, getting bombarded with text messages. And he did reply and said, thank you, DB. But that's all I got. But I, I, I am going to try to get out of him at some point. You know, may, maybe we have him back on the show. We had him on a long time ago. He was fantastic. But yeah. I, I want to try to get out of him what, what has possibly changed about the putter. Because, dude, dude, how crazy. Just to say that out loud. Did Luke List won a playoff by making a 60-foot putt? Yeah, it is. It's nuts. It's nuts. And I mean, Um, dead in the heart, perfect speed. Yeah. Like that thing was, I mean, that was an aggressive putt, but it was, it was great speed. It wasn't going to roll like four feet by. I mean, it was dying into the hole. It was was perfect. It was a perfect putt. I mean, it literally was. Um, It was definitely pulling for my boy Norlander there at the end because I I didn't think, I didn't think 1800 was going to get, get in, you know? Yeah. Um, Norlander kind of crapped down his leg on, on the last few holes, hit, hit one out of bounds, hit one almost out of bounds. And, you know, our, our friend Darren's in the chat talking about Ben Griffin. I mean, Ben, <sighs> oh goodness, this, this is one reason why I, I say the thing sometimes about like, I, some of these guys, I, I like to see them down the stretch in the hunt late on a Sunday and see what their body does. And to me, like, and, and Ben's, Ben's had, he's been up near the top of some leaderboards before. I mean, I yeah. talked about it last week. I said, we talked about Ben on this show. Uh, I talked about him on the first look show last week. Like, he, he was leading the Players' Championship at one point. Now, that was on, I think, round two or round three. But he, he, he did not look comfortable. And he's got that something about his swing. I can't figure it out. Like, do you watch his swing and feel like right at impact? Like, he does some sort of a, like yeah. a glitch or something. There's something with his head. And... He just did not look comfortable down the stretch. His body I mean, he was had a good drive in the in the playoff. He did hit a good drive. The shot was not very good. Well, I, I think the playoff is like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's still hard, but when you're when you're trying to hold it together and you're the guy in the lead, yeah, that's got to feel a little different than like, okay, well, I blew it. Like now I'm, you know, I'm probably not the favorite out of these five guys, right? Like I, I, I now I just need to go get it, but. It was it was something to see, like him kind of. I don't want to say choke, but just he was rattled. I, I think he was rattled. He, he, was. he did not have and he control. Was, he was heartbroken afterwards yeah. in his interview, and is, I hate it for him. I mean, yeah, we we had him on the show last year. He's a fantastic kid. I, I love what he's doing. Um, he's he's blown up on TikTok, Pat. I don't know if you've noticed, but he has he really? Oh yeah, he does have the where he he kind of does a day in the yeah. life type thing. He's. He, I mean, you got to give him a lot of credit. I mean, the guy almost quit golf. I think he did. Yeah, he did. He, he was, was like a mortgage broker for a little while or something. Yeah, for sure. He was. So He just did a TikTok on um, the average amount of money that a PGA Tour player spends every week. It was very, it was very cool. Like, and it's, it's gotten a lot of run. Um, but just talking about his expenses, he breaks it down dollar for dollar and talks about what guys pay for and what it costs. And it's pretty cool. Um, so, I mean, I, I hate that for Ben. I, I think he's going to learn something from this. The kid's a scorer. Like, I mean, we talked about him last year. He has the record at one of the, one of the Sea Island courses. He shot like a, what was he, like a 58 or 59 or something. It was insane. The kid knows yeah. how to score. Like, when he's on, he's on. But I'm sure he'll learn something from that. Um, 
but it was it was a tough tough thing to watch but and you know what I was thinking too down the stretch when Luke was like in the top five or six I was I never thought he was going to win it but I was thinking to myself this is great like Luke's continuing to putt well and we're going to bet the hell out of him the rest of the fall like just because he he won't get enough love for what the putter's doing in the in the market and we're just going to pound it and then he wins so you know now our number's short but I mean the guy finished yeah. two, four, he finished seventh in the field in strokes game putting. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's great to see, you know, and if he keeps it up, the thing is, will he keep it up? Yeah. Because I feel like this was happening before with him, and then it kind of left him, and then it came back. Like, you know, somebody like Grio, who I know has been terrible putting for a long time, has <laughs> kind of put some consistency behind that. Let's see what happens with list. Yeah. Uh, for an honorable, honorable mention down the board, Pat, uh, how about our boy Joel Damon finishing T13 yeah. at, at 1300? Good to see. Like, he's, he's kind of struggled a little bit. Um, he, he gained strokes off the tee. He gained strokes around the green uh, and putting. He was basically, uh, he was like basically zero or neutral on approach. So the iron's not great, but, um, you know, it was just a solid performance. Um, Hit 75% of his greens in regulation. So good to see Joel finally get a good one. I, I talked to Gino last week when about our member guest, and he was like, boy. Um, you know, he's like, I'm making more money doing endorsements and sponsorship stuff than I am caddy, and we really need to do something. So I, I, know, I know Gino's at least been talking to Joel, being like, hey, let's, let's put in some work and let's do something. So that, well, that this was, is a good spot for him. Yeah. He's done pretty well here. You know, Gino, was, um, he did some announcing last week. He did. He did. I didn't get to hear it, but I heard about it because I saw a little a little clip from Joel giving him some advice or something. I don't know what it was, but he did. He did a little. Uh, I think it's PGA Tour Radio. Or something yeah, like I think that. I think so. Um, and we know he was just in Hilton Head a couple weeks ago doing something with a sponsor. Like Gino's, Gino's turned into quite this marketable guy, and he should be. I mean, he's got an incredible personality. He's, he's yeah. a great guy, good person, high, high character guy. Um, so good to see it. Good to see it. And, and, you know, shout out for Joel, too. But I mean, and, and I know those guys are like best friends, but there are even there are some guys on tour that are close with their caddies that, that wouldn't want their caddy doing stuff like that. And um, for, yeah. Joel to, for Joel to let him do it, let him, let him cook and do his own thing is pretty cool. It speaks, speaks highly of Joel as well. Uh, but it would be nice to see Joel start, you know, bucking his head like he did this last week on tour and doing something great. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I... <sighs> Just to wrap it up, man, I just gutted to not have Luke List on the card. Uh, I, I think I even, because somebody asked me about him on Wednesday night in the chat. I think it might have been Spaz or somebody, and I, and I just said, yeah, it was really the last guy off. It was kind of like I was trying to narrow it, get, get it down to my normal five-unit play, and I, I, just the last one I scratched off at 50-1 to one or 55-1. to one. But I know a lot of you hit it. A lot of people in the Discord hit it. Uh, hopefully, you know, you also tailed my, my, um, my props plays this week because I crushed those all week so hopefully i made up for it a little bit with some of you people on that um but i hate i hated not having list again so all right let's uh let's talk about the shriners shriners children's open hospitals thing um whatever i can't remember the order it all comes yeah can we just call it shriners yeah let's just call. Do it i have shriners. to i don't want to say the whole thing in order just yeah i'll say shriner shriners um it's it's a it's a solid field it's probably going to be one of the best fields if not the best field we see uh, all season long with a lot of guys based in Vegas, a lot of guys playing out of Vegas, their coaches out of Vegas, they play golf, UNLV or whatever. So it's kind of a stronger field. 
Uh, guys like to come come to Vegas and show up here anyway. Uh, the course gets you know decent reviews for what it is. It's a total birdie fest, but um, even even more so than last week. I mean, the average winning score here the last five years has been twenty three under. It is uh, it is absolutely a birdie fest. You've had <clears throat> you've had winners like uh, let's see who's defending champ Tom Kim, Sung Jay, Kevin Na, Bryson DeChambeau's one here. We were doing a show and Rod Pampling won here, Pat. You remember that? That's crazy. Yeah, I do. He shot like 11 under one day. Yeah, it was all putting. Smiley Kaufman's won here before. I think it was his, his one mm-hmm. and only win uh, on tour. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag of, of winners here, but we, we, we're getting a good feel, and that's, that's nice. I'm, ex- I'm actually excited about that. TPC Summerlin, of course, we're all pretty familiar with as well. I will say, last year I did one of those um, course breakdown videos. It's about 13 or 14 minutes long. It's on our YouTube channel. If you just search Shriners or Summerlin, it'll pull up. But it's just things you need to know about, about TPC Summerlin and nothing you don't in terms of handicapping. Some good nuggets in there. Uh, some of those I've already shared in the Discord, but uh, there's some extra stuff in there if you want to really dig into the course stuff. I give it all to you in about 15 minutes or less, so check it out. Uh, but it's, it's, you know, it's a birdie fest, like I said, 23 under. Fairways are wide. It's at elevation, so guys tend to, uh, you know, it, the ball travels. The ball travels, and the fairways are wide and generous, and the rough's not that bad at all. It's really about being on the proper side of the rough if you're going to miss it, or the proper side of the fairway if you're going to miss it. Um, bent grass greens, pretty pure, and it's a high green and reg situation. Uh, I think you can toss around the green out the window here. So, you know, Thirteen is the minimum kind of average number of greens hit every year over the last five years. So you better be hitting greens, and that's really what the guys have done the last few years. That have finished in the top ten or fifteen, they've been way higher than average, close to eighty percent of greens in reg or, or more for a lot of these guys. So it's just about doing that. When you think about Tom Kim, when you think about Sung Jay, like that's kind of what you think about when we think about our last two winners here. That's what they do best. So and then roll and then you know hit it close, make some putts. That's what we're trying to do. Uh, we've had some I long think shots. Fairways are a little bit underrated on this course yeah i mean they're wide they're easy to hit but Mm -hmm. if you if you keep the ball in the fairway it gives you a good you know chance at at being able to you know really spin it into these greens um into these bent grass greens and if you look at guys like tom kim and sung jay not necessarily bryson but you know great drivers of the golf ball obviously Mm -hmm. good ball strikers so I, i wouldn't like exclude driving accuracy or fairways gain from your model i would have a little bit of piece of that in there yeah, I, I like the, I mean, you know, the strokes gain off the tee metric could capture a little bit of everything there. I don't, I don't mind that at all. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you're right. I mean, even if you're just a fairway finder and you don't hit it really far, you're, I think almost 45% of the approach shots over the last five years have been from 150 and in. So it's still a short iron, mid iron at the yeah. most into a lot of these greens, unless you're talking about the par five. So par 71 usually, usually averages around 7,100 yards or, or maybe a little bit more on the card on average. but. Uh, and our, our boy Darren says, yeah, there's a little bit of an Asian connection here. The last two winners, uh, obviously Sung Jay and, uh, and Tom Kim. So uh, there's, and there's a bunch of those in the field. There's a few of those guys that live here. Um, so Siwoo's got a good history here. Si I don't Wu know does if have a, I don't th- he hasn't won, but he's, he's got a good history. Yeah, so. not here. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, a good, uh, it's a good track. All right, let's, uh, you know, it's, it's Monday morning. It's about 11.15. Odds been up for a little bit. We haven't had a chance to like fully go through and cook up all the numbers and run the models and stuff. So we're kind of, this is kind of a hybrid show between my first look show that I do about this time every Monday morning with our Discord and the betting show where we've had a, kind of all day Monday to kind of process some bets. So, I mean, I, I don't know that we want to fully commit on everybody here. I'm sure there will be guys that we go ahead and say, let's, let's commit to. 
Um, but for the most part, we're kind of walking through the, the betting board, talking about the folks that catch our eye, those guys that we don't really like at certain numbers, and we'll go from there. It looks like the weather's pretty perfect, Pat. So, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think if we want to fire, um, I mean, really the only defense to this golf course is if it gets windy. Other than that, these guys are going to crush it. Um, yeah. So I think we, we can't lay one. It was super windy. Yeah. So if we want to fire on, you know, on, on these now, I think we totally can. So, but but definitely going to save a few few units before uh, you know once I kind of can dig a little deeper. So I'll I'll, I'll run off of DraftKings odds boards. Pat's going to check on FanDuel, maybe MGM. If you're in the live chat watching live and you find a better number, feel free to type it in the chat and help everybody shop around. So Tom Kim and Ludwig Aberg start off as your co-favorites at 11 to one. I think they were 12 to one on FanDuel as well. Um, you know, Tom's played, Tom played over in, uh, the kazoo open or something in Paris or France somewhere. Uh, so he has played since, kazoo? I think that's what it was. <laughs> Isn't that what it is? Uh, is a kazoo the thing that you put in your mouth and you, yes. Yes. Hmm. That'd be the kazoo. Okay. Um, let me, let me double check that. Cause maybe I'm just making that up. Yeah. The kazoo open day France. He finished okay. T six. That was his last event since uh, playing Wentworth. Finished T eighteen. So it, it is one of those things where Tom's been playing, even though we haven't seen him on the PJ Tour teed up yet since the playoffs. He's been playing. He's been playing well, and he's your defending champion. I guess my question is, and dude, I mean, we didn't even talk about Ludwig, but <sighs> insane for you know. We talked about Ludwig on the chat yes. Wednesday night, and we were all yeah. kind of coming back around. We had a contact that works with Ludwig say, like, dude, Ludwig looks fantastic. He's refreshed. He's 22. What the hell? up, You know. And so on Wednesday night, we started to come around, and he just found himself in that playoff. And it was like, God dang, the, the kid's amazing. Um, yeah. So, you know, if you had to pick one right now, if you had to take Tom Kim or Tom Kim to defend or Ludwig to, uh, to take this one down at 11 to 1, who are you taking? I think I'm taking Tom Kim. Okay. I'm taking Tom, Tom Kim, which he is 12 to 1 on FanDuel. Now, I will say this before we go further. I'm going to have to switch over to BetMGM because FanDuel had all lock signs in front of the players, and then I hit refresh, and now they've taken it all off the board. So Come I don't on, see FanDuel. Any, I don't see any bets for this right now, but it was up a second ago. But um, he is 12 to 1 on um on FanDuel, at least he was. Maybe they're about to change it to eleven to one. Uh, Oberg was twelve is twelve to one on BetMGM right now, by the way. Yeah. But I think I'm going to go Tom Kim. I like the what we've seen from Tom lately. Um, I think he can go back to back in this tournament. Um, so if I am going to bet a, a short odds guy, I'll go Kim at twelve to one. I think I I think I agree. I think I'd rather if if I've got to pick one. I think I I, I lean a guy like Tom. You know, uh, I mean, the, the course, course history here does seem to be a little more predictive than other courses in the fall. Um, so I think just at least having a little bit of a look at it. Darren's in the chat, you know, and I agree. Like, I do think Ludwig can win anywhere. I mean, he's anywhere, clearly yeah, so talented. No, uh, yeah. But I give a slight, slight edge to that for Tom. Um, and, you know, and, and I like the fact that, he's, that he, he's, he has been playing, too, just like Ludwig. So, um, I, I like. I think I would take Tom if I had to pick one, and I'd probably do something to try to juice that number. Thursday night football, something like that. Would we try to? I wouldn't mind trying to juice that number up a little bit, but I'll probably avoid um, picking. I, I, I doubt I'll have both of them. Obviously, um, Cam Davis is exciting to me right there at twenty to one on DraftKings. I mean, obviously played really well at the Fortinet a few weeks ago. 
I don't, what's his record here? Um, so he's got, yeah, he's got some decent finishes here. Not great. He's played here three times. 27th is his best finish. Obviously finished the season really strong. We've talked about that. And then third at the fourth net. I mean, I, I, I think Cam, Cam's an interesting call at 20. Is that the best number you have for him? Yeah, he's at 20 to 1 on BetMGM. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, agree there. Obviously, you had Siwoo do well uh, in the Asian Games there with, with Sungjae. So, you know, he's, he's played some competitive golf since, since the playoffs. And like you said, has a good record here at 25 to 1. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always up for betting Siwoo. I, I like Davis and Siwoo more than I like a handful of guys that fall after them. Like Hadwin, although I know Hadwin has a good record here, I just don't trust him to close the door. Uh, Hoygaard, first time seeing him since the Ryder Cup. Herbert, we all know how I feel about him. Postman, I think I'll stay away from. Um, and then you get into Eric Cole territory, which I feel like this could be when everyone jumps off of Eric Cole after everyone having him last week, and then he kind of didn't do very well, and now we'd all jump off and he could win. Um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But he, he did, you know, he did kind of what Eric Cole does. He sprayed it off the tee. He lost three strokes off the tee. He gained 3.2 on approach. Like, that's hard to do. To lose that many strokes off the tee and still gain 3.2 on approach is really, really good for Eric Cole. Um, he also relied kind of on the around the green play. He gained four, four strokes around the green at the Sanderson. But I don't really think you can do that here when everybody's hitting the greens and reg at such a high clip. So I think for me, it's like Cam Davis, Siwoo right here. and then. We're going to get to a guy here uh, in this 40 to 1 range that I, I really like. But is there anybody else in here for you? Yeah, I mean, up top here, I think Siwoo for sure at 25 to 1. Um, I actually do like Hadwin because you can get him at 40 to 1 on MGM. Um, I think 30 to 1 at, on DK is, is, I guess that's what you're seeing, is um, yeah. a little short for me. <clears throat> but I do like Hadwin at 40 to 1 if you can get him at that number. Um, the other name I have is at 40 to 1, and he's, I think he's who you're probably about to talk about because I, I know he is a little bit shorter on some other books, but I think he's, he's 40 to 1 on DK. Um, I'll let you say the name, but I think, I think I know who you're talking about there. Vincent Norman. Okay, no. Oh, so, wow. No. I really like Adam Schink this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Adam Schink at 40 to 1. I, I think, and that's where he is on DK. He's 33 to 1 on MGM right now. Um, I, I think Shank, you know, I know he's got where you know where is he up from like Indiana or something or whatever. But but his caddy is from the Vegas area, I, I believe, uh, or lives in that area. I don't know if that helps at all. But you know, Shank's been playing really well, and I think you know this is a tournament where he can certainly win on. I know it, you know it's it's kind of a scoring fest, but but we've we've seen that Shank can score. So, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I like Chink a lot this week at 40 to one. I like Chink too. Um, and I think, I think he's pretty, I think he's pretty hungry. I, I know him and Brett Swedberg, his caddy are both pretty ready to, to close the door on one. Um, but my, my, my name in here was V Norm. I'm yeah. very, I, he's v, been great lately. V Norm is the one I want to fire on right now for sure. Uh, he, he won the horizon Irish open over on the DP world tour. If you remember right after he finished at the FedEx cup, St. Jude. Uh, then he went to Wentworth, finished T18. I think, you know, the guy's just an incredible ball striker um, and is going to hit a ton of greens and regs. So I, I think, where's my, where's my V-Norm stat model here? Yeah, I mean, 
Going to gain a bunch of strokes off the tee on approach as well. Um, the putting is usually the problem, but um, I, I, think, I think he's in play. I mean, I, I kind of put him in that Luke List territory. If he can get the putter working at all, he could be, uh, he could be quite dangerous around here. Now, now he, has, he has some really horrible weeks with the putter, but then he has these spike weeks too where he's, that's where he won the Barbasol, and that's probably what he did at the Irish Open. I mean, the guy's won twice now since July between the Barbasol and the Irish Open. I mean, yeah. I know those fields are probably both weaker than this, but probably not by much is my guess. So, um, you know, we saw him finish a top 10 at the Byron Nelson earlier in the spring. I just kind of feel like he's, he's maybe elevated his game a little bit. So, but I, I agree with you on the shink play too. So for me, it's, it's Norman, uh, it's shink. And I, what do you think about going back to Luke? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to. Well, what do you mean? After what you did. What, what are you talking about? I mean, it's usually you're the one that has the list. You know, you're the list whisperer. Um, and you, you I, and I whispered and you, it. I whispered it. You whispered it, but you didn't listen to the whisper. It was, it was not loud enough in your own brain. Listen, sometimes we overthink things. I'm guilty of overthinking yeah. it, but, but I, 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 and I didn't really overthink it because I wasn't like off of, I just, and I don't know if there's something in here I need to learn, but like, as I was going through, you know, I, I get, maybe I'm too rigid. Like the, the big balls betting card, I always keep it to spending exactly five units. That's it. And I just kept narrowing it down. And, you know, I was dropping, you know, I was dropping a half a unit or more on list at 50 to one. And I, and I needed to, to space, you know, I needed the, the, the relief to get down to five and he was the last guy out, but I played him in DFS. I mean, we, we talked about him, so I, I whispered yeah. him. I just didn't. Is he capable of like a Lucas Glover type run here, winning two in a row? I think he is. I think he is. I mean, if, if the putting stays the same, there's no reason he shouldn't be in it at the end. He gained I mean, six he, strokes total putting. Dude, yeah. he was neutral on approach. Like, that's, that, that's actually very uncharacteristic of Luke List yeah. to be I think we can fire back on and I mean if you, I, I do his record at the Shriners um he's gained a bunch of strokes off the tee as you would expect he has only he's played here he's played five times he's made three cuts um around the green play has been solid irons have been kind of hit or miss he's he has finishes of a 13th a 20th and a 15th now that was back in 2019, 2017, 2016, all three of those he was gaining strokes putting. I, I, I think I want to I think I want to go back. What's the best number we have? I have 40 on DK. Uh, I've got 45 to one on MGM. So, uh, then probably that's that's a go ahead and hit it for me. Yeah. Um, I really love this range of, of Norman, List, Shink. I, like I, I tell you who I like. I know he's not exciting <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Andrew Putnam. Yeah. I, I mean, just look at his last few here. I mean, he's he's got three top 20s here in his last four starts. Yeah, he's playing well. You're talking about gaining a bunch of strokes on this on this course. He's done that. Um, Can he win? That's what we I have to ask ourselves. Before, he's won before. He's never won. Never won on the PGA Tour. He's got three runner-ups. He has to. Who's there's a Putnam that's won. I know this always comes up. But there's a Putnam. Michael, that's Michael won. Putnam. 
Maybe Michael Putnam. Yeah. There's a Putnam. <laughs> There's a Putnam out there that's won. <laughs> Uh, He's never maybe won. this is maybe this is when he gets the win then. Uh, I don't. I uh, yeah. I'd rather the, the the other guy around this range that catches my eye is Aaron Rye. Hmm. This whole range, I could bet everybody in this. And I, I would, I could have a whole card. It would just be this range. It kind of feels like last week, which is what we had. Luke Liss in this range. Yeah. Um. I mean, I like Davis Thompson again over here at 50 to 1. I feel like this, this could be a Davis Thompson week. Naismith has a good record here, 60 to 1. Played well last week. Yeah, I'm not buying Naismith. I still think he's, I don't think he can put four together or close the door right now. I think he's kind of, he needs, he needs to figure something else out. I mean, he did play well, but um, I mean, Smalley. Smalley, I mean, Hubbard. Dude, Hubbard had a chance. Did you see what he did the last couple holes last week? No, I missed that Yesterday? Part. Oh, gosh. I missed that. What's, what's, what's Hub's record here? By the way, Naismith has finished top 20 every year he's played here. I know, Eighth, but we're not betting top 20. 8th, 14th, and 2nd last year. I mean, he's gained over two strokes on this course. I just don't trust him to win. But, okay, I mean, people might laugh, but I'm just going to say I'm going to go. I'm, I'm throwing Hubbard in the mix now, looking at him. Even though he sucked ass on those last two holes yesterday. I mean, Hubbard could have – we could very easily be talking about Hubbard winning the, winning the chicken cock trophy. Yeah. He, plays he would have probably done some funny things with that trophy in his hands, <laughs> I bet, too. Like I could see him just running around in circles with the chicken trophy in his hand. Yeah. Um, he plays here a lot. He doesn't have any good finishes, but he plays here a good bit. I j- his irons are just really dialed right now. What's the best number you see on him? I have him at 50. I see uh, he's at 40 on MGM. FanDuel, by the way, does not have Still anything up a yet. Lot or lock. Um, so my, my Bo Hostler experiment wasn't, I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. He got hot on what, what day was that? Saturday he went super low, and then yesterday he just completely yeah. shot it. Um, I was starting to think he might get that one. Yeah, d- yeah. He just he just didn't put four. He didn't he didn't put four together. You said Davis Thompson. Well, oh wait, Fandle's back up. Hang on. Let me. Who do you want? Who do you want me to tell you on? All right, so Hubbard. um, Hubbard's fifty five to one on Fandle. There we go. Davis Thompson is fifty-five to one on FanDuel. I think I agree on the Davis Thompson play. He gained a lot. He gained a lot of strokes to Green. Lost a little bit. Um, actually, putted kind of neutral. Sorry, he lost strokes around the green. No big deal. Gained strokes irons off the tee. Hit hit almost hit seventy-eight percent of his greens in rag. Didn't he play well here last year? Thompson. Where is it? Uh, I believe he did, yeah. Hang on, I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind, I don't mind DT either. Yeah, he was 12th last year. First start here. So 55? <clears throat> yeah, 55. By the way, these FanDuel numbers look a, a, a good bit better than what I'm seeing. Like, Shink, we'll go back to him, 45 to 1 on FanDuel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually um, in the mornings on Monday, FanDuel's good to kind of give you a little bit better number. Yeah. Now... Okay, now now let me let me 
you got Adam Svensson, who's right here with Davis Thompson, who played, you know, as well, if not better. Than, no, I guess he played the same, he shot the same. He was T16, same as Davis Thompson, right? Svensson's a PGA Tour winner. Like, why, what, what makes us take DT over Svensson? If you had to pick one, I wonder what his record is here. Uh, he's played here twice or three times, missed the cut. T69 was his best finish last year. I mean, for me, I mean, I think you could easily take Svensson if you, if you want to. Um, we get in these conversations about these guys that haven't won yet. I mean, David Thompson is a guy that is definitely on the cusp of getting a win. Um, I could certainly see it this week. Um, I, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't want to bet Svensson anyway. I wanted to do it last week, and I left him off the card. Um, yeah, that's kind of a feel thing for me. I think I think Davis. This is a, this is certainly a week, especially you know finishing twelfth here last year, first time playing the course. Um, you know, aggressive player can score. You know, when he he and Rom were going at it at the um, American Express, I'm pretty sure they were just making birdies left and right, which you're yeah. going to need to do here. So. I like Thompson. I, you know, fifty-five to one is on that Fanduel number. I, I like a lot. So yeah, okay. Um, before we get going to the next range, don't forget our friends at SoBet. That is, uh, that's where you're going to win an opportunity to come join me and Pat on that first beautiful week of April. On that special Tuesday, we're going to be walking the hallowed grounds together, uh, eating some good food, drinking some good beers, watching some great golf. It's going to be a great time. Uh, you're going to want to figure out a way to get here. So we're going to have you and a guest tickets to that event um, in April 2024. This is going to be your best chance you'll ever have to win it because there's less than about 400 people um, enrolled and ready to do this. So all you have to do is join SoBet and give it a try for at least one month. You can cancel at any time. If you click the link in the description, it'll pre-fill the code TJ at the beginning. You go through the sign-up process at the end. Uh, then at the end, if you if you type in TJ trial. You get the first month for free. You can just give it a shot. It's where we are dropping exclusive top 40 round robins every single week up now nine units on the season. And it's where a bunch of handicappers are helped over 60 plus handicappers now who have been vetted, verified, uh, and then and then put up on the platform and told, listen, you have to be transparent. You have to give logic around your plays. You have to tell exactly how many units you're putting behind each play and then win or lose. You have to recap each play. And that's what's happening on SoBet. It is a wonderful platform for those of you who are betting on any sport, not just golf, but any and every sport. They're crushing it in NFL and college football. Uh, and every other sport imaginable is out there. We've got, there's a tennis expert on there crushing it on tennis. It's a beautiful thing. And it's not just traditional sports betting. So if you're in a state where it's not legal, you can still sign up. It, you can still do that. We had somebody DM us this week and ask if that was, if that was possible. Yes, anyone in any state can download SoBet. They're giving you content. So you can use that content to bet offshore if you're doing that, or you can use it in the props market with a lot of the props contests, like Underdog, for example. Um, so give it a try. Link is in the description. And you only have a few more weeks to enter in that Masters contest. All you have to do to enter is sign up using our link, using our code, and give it a shot uh, on SoBet. So we appreciate them for partnering with us. And obviously, they also bring us the SoBet Saturday live chat every single Saturday in the Discord. From 11 a.m. to noon Eastern on Saturdays, we had a good chat this week with Money Making Picks, the boys over there. I don't know who it is this week. We've got to figure out who's on the docket, but um, it's been 
Very, very good. Very successful. It's a lot of fun. If you're in the Discord and you're missing the Saturday SoBet chats, uh, you, you want to make sure you, you schedule that on Saturdays from uh, 11 a.m. to noon. Okay, let's keep working down the board here, Pat. Um, you know, we just dropped an interview with our friend Ryan Jameson, caddy for Justin Suh, uh, who's a TJ fan, and um, yeah. it was a good interview. So you can check it out on YouTube, and I'm going to put it in the, uh, the podcast feed here probably today if you're a podcast listener, but it's already up on the YouTube feed. Ryan was a great interview, good guy, talked a lot about Justin's game, talked a lot about how comfy Justin was here. This is where he, uh, he lives, and he's based out of Vegas. Um, so he's pretty comfortable here, and he's excited to play. Plays TPC Summerlin every single week, and he is at 55-1. to 1. Now, we've seen, that, we've seen that narrative before, and it doesn't always translate. So just FYI there. But, you know, Suss had a good, a, a solid year. We, we've, we need to see him in, in contention on Sunday. Um, but 55-1, to 1, I, I might be willing to bite. Is that the best number you have on Suss? I've seen him at 60-1. to 1. Okay. Uh, where do I where did I see sixty to one? Yeah, sixty to one on Fanduel, and then BetMGM. Where is uh? Yeah, he's fifty to one on BetMGM. So sixty to one on, Fan, on Fanduel is the best number right now. Nice. Okay. Um, and I like so I'm with you there. He's yeah. The one I wrote down. Uh, continuing to look down the board. This is starting to get kind of in the the no zone for me. Um. I mean, if you have somebody, I don't like a lot of guys. Do you do you look at Stallings, who I feel like nobody exactly. really paid attention to at all yesterday? That's exactly who I was, who I kind of stopped at. Didn't we? Didn't we mention him? Like, I feel, like, I feel we, like we did. I feel like we said, you know, it was one of those where he was in bad form all year, or for a lot of the year, and then like he at least hit it okay at the Fortinet, you know finished 56th but there were signs of something but i mean he i mean on the flip side though he finished runner up by gaining nine strokes on the putting green yeah now he still he still was positive in every other category but he was just like basically average off the tee average around the greens he gained 1.7 on approach total so is that amazing where is he on fandle i don't even oh there he is he's 80 to one on fandle He's played here a ton, but he doesn't have a lot of good finishes here. Yeah. If you know. fancy him, definitely get him on FanDuel because 60, yeah. I think 66 to 1 is where he was on BetMGM. 80 yeah. to 1 on FanDuel. Why don't, what's he on DK? 75. Okay. Um, I mean, I start to look at guys like, <clears throat> I don't know about Pendereth. Um, Callum Taron, your boy Matt Naismith's in here. Taylor Montgomery, the Vegas kid who, uh, you know, he started out his year last year so hot in the fall and played great here last year, if I remember correctly. But he has just been, boy, I mean, he, he just continues to be broken. Um, yeah, well, he finished 15th here last year despite losing five strokes on approach. My God. I don't think I could do Taylor Montgomery to win. Um, no. Where did Taryn end up last week? He finished T43, lost a lot of strokes on the putting green. Putting green, on the greens, not the, put, not the practice putting green. He didn't lose strokes on the practice putting green. He lost six shots putting last week. Good Lord. T green was lights out. I kind of like that, though. Yeah. I mean, that was a really bad spike week. He does that. 
He did that at the Rocket Mortgage. He did putt well at the Genesis Scottish, then gained four at the 3M. What is he? What, what are you looking at? What what um odds? Uh, DK? Taron is seventy five. Yeah, so he's eighty to one on Fanduel. Yeah, I I don't mind going back to him. What did uh, Ryder do? Ryder, uh, he was just kind of average. He was average, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah um, I love that. Starting to get Ben Griffin eighty to one. <laughs> like, dude, how about this? How about he's not getting any credit? Fanduel has him at ninety to one. Bet MGM has him at forty to one. Really? Yes. He gained seven strokes with his irons last week, last week and eight point five on the putting green. Yeah, he's getting zero credit. I mean, for anything in the Fanduel and DK world, at ninety to one, like ninety, I'll go back to him at ninety to one. Yeah, I, I will too. I don't, I don't, I don't mind that at all. It, I mean, if it were like fifty, I'd be like, eh, I don't know. That's pretty good. What did Akshay do last week? Akshay. Uh, you know, he could, he, he concerned, the Vegas thing could get to him. He finished T43. Well, he's, he's, he is newly engaged. What do you think? He's just going to be gambling? I don't Does he look like be. a gambler? He looks like a guy who sits down at the poker table with a hoodie and sunglasses and like ties the hood. Whoever that was. Remember when that guy used to do that? Yeah. He, that's what Akshay looks like. He looks like that guy. But he didn't. He didn't. He he didn't do amazing last week. And he played here in 2020. Was he like 15 years old? <laughs> His mom had to drop him off at the at the <laughs> yeah at the at the entrance to the club. I mean, that's the only time he's played here. It was 2020, but um, this he had adoles- adolescent Akshay. <laughs> this gets kind of. Uh... It gets kind of rough, like the further we go down. Now, I I did have a guy on my betting card who was one of the top players on approach last week, and that was Chad Ramey. Finished T sixteen, mm-hmm. gained seven point eight strokes ball striking, so off the tee and, and approach combined. Has played here twice, finished fourteenth and twenty eighth. Like, and he didn't putt well. He lost strokes putting at the Sanderson, which is unlike him. But it was his first event since the Barbasol, and he finished T-16. No, sorry, I'm, no, I get, I'm wrong about that. He played the Fortinet, my bad. Um, but he's, you know, 19th and 16th, first two events of the year. What do you, I mean, I don't mind it. 100 to 1 is, is what he is on DK. It's a bomb. Yeah, I don't, he's 120 to 1 on FanDuel. I, I take that. I mean, he's won yeah. a PJ Tour event before. People forget that. He won the yeah. Corrales. Yeah. I mean the dude then the dude can putt. He can roll it. When he gets hot, he's he's on. Um before we get into any more bombs, want to remind everybody about our NFL and PGA DFS contests that are going down every week on Splash Sports. You can click the link in the description of, of the video or podcast here, and it takes you to our commissioner channel. We're official commissioners on Splash Sports. So if you just go to that channel every week, you'll see all the contests that we have up and running. Um, this, we're going to go back to the NFL tiers contest because I learned that, uh, when we did the pick them this past week for week five, that some States are not allowing you to enter the pick them contest, but they'll let you get into the, or, or yeah, they'll let you get into the tiers contest. So we're going to go back to NFL tiers and we're doing uh, PGA tiers every single week, uh, with listeners, me and Pat are in there. It's a good time. 
I think this is the first week we will not cash for the uh, the NFL contest. So that's why we're going to go back. Yeah. So that mean you can well, be dominating. I noticed a lot of people up there, though, with the pick them that are tied, too, and it spreads out the, the payouts a little more. Yeah. So I kind of like the tiers more. And you're right. We didn't do well. So we right. need to go back yeah. to the other. So check out that link in the description. Just click the link, sign up. Uh, pretty easy there. Splash Sports uh, available in many, many states. If you can play DFS in your state, you can probably get on Splash Sports. It's not a problem. So, um, All right, keep working down. Uh, I mean, how did EVR finish up? Like, he was cruising there for a minute. No, T16. I was yeah, I was just looking at Hitting him. it well. I like um, that. 110 to 1 on FanDuel. I like that. He is, uh, he's a hundred, he's a hundred here. And Peter Kest. Yeah. What did, uh, EVR, man, he just can't freaking, he can't putt. He's only played here once and missed the cut. But I, I just like where the ball striking is right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's gaining a lot ball striking. That putter turns around for a week and all of a sudden he's there. Um, I don't mind Kest either. I know I'm kind of, am I, am I? Am I this show's like Kest Homer? Is that me? Because you don't really seem to get on him very much. No, I don't. I, I, I just, I like him too. I like his game. I, I just. Maybe he's not ready to win. I don't know if he's ready to win. Maybe he's a long shot top 20, something like that. Carl Juan is 130 on DK. Yeah, he was up there. Yeah, I mean, the dude chipped in to 117 or, or not, not, he didn't even chip in. Like he hold it from the fairway, didn't he? To on yeah. 17, well, you don't know, you weren't watching, but um, he's kind of this spike player, like big highs, low lows. Um, but he gained strokes across the board at the Sanderson, that's a bomb. I mean, you know, and I like that he kind of felt it. Oh, Harry Hall, now there's a Vegas guy for you. Harry Hall has played very, very well here, even, even when he's not playing very well. Um, he, he does play and practice out of TPC Summerlin. He's kind of one of those low-key TPC Summerlin guys. He's not hitting it very well right now, but he's finished 15th and 8th the last two years here. Let's look at last year. Coming in, he had, yeah, coming into last year, also terrible. Missed the cut at the Fortinet, missed the cut at the Sanderson with awful ball striking numbers. In fact, the ball striking was worse last year coming into this than it, than it is this year, and he managed a 15th place finish. In 2021, he was on the Corn Ferry Tour. Literally hadn't played hardly anything. Let's see. He played, he had played, he had just finished the Corn Ferry Tour Championship and then finished eighth at the Shriners. 130 to one. Probably more of a top 20 number, but. Yeah, he's 100. Him and Juan are both 150 to one on FanDuel. Mm. Um, I don't even see where oh Harry Hall's a hundred to one on on BetMGM. So we're just getting on, on in general a lot better numbers on FanDuel. Yeah. Um, speaking of better numbers, <clears throat> we talked about him early on. I mean, Joel Damon's at two hundred to one on FanDuel. I'll, yep. I'll take it. Yeah. He's a hundred to one almost everywhere else. One fifty so. on DK plays well here yeah. too. So I'll take two hundred to one on 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 Joel. Yeah. That could be another good like top ten or top twenty bet right there. Yeah, do we have any top tens anywhere out yet? I they certainly aren't on FanDuel. I don't see them on MGM. I don't know what you've got on DK, but they're not. Let me see. Let me check all bets. And see if they do have some. Um, I don't have anything on DK yet either. Norlander's no, Norlander's one eighty. 
on DK. Uh, I mean, he hasn't played great here. He looked bad down the stretch with the iron play. It was, or a couple of those approach shots he hit in the water were just terrible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anybody else? I think that's it for me. I I don't know if we'll get it. I mean, we can't. We don't have top twenties yet. But I may just add some into my card in the Discord chat. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but if, you know, if if we're going off some of these bombs that we mentioned, those are probably all good top twenties. Yeah, I think the ones I want to like. Let's talk about guys we want to go ahead and fire on now to win outright. I would say, I would say Joel at that number. Yeah, I would say just because I, I think these guys are going to get bet down. Um, EVR, I would fire on. Um, Ben Griffin. <laughs> ben Griffin, I would, and. I might wait on a couple of those guys. Let's see. Like Hubbard, List, Norman. I like those. Shink, I would fire on. I, I'm, I'm good to fire on all those. Yeah, I, um, I would say Joel for sure is an outright. I do like Hall as a top 20. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd fire in on Griffin at 90 to 1 if you can still get that. Naismith, I'm just going to stick to my guns at 60 to 1. I think I even saw him a little better. I didn't look at Vandal when they came back out because I don't think we were talking about him yet. Um, or when they, I don't see, yeah, Naismith's 80 to 1 on Fanduel. So if you can get that, take it. I like Thompson, Davis Thompson. I think 55 to 1 was the best number we saw there. Um, had one, I'll bet, 40 to 1 in Sheik also. I think I saw 45 to 1 on Sheik when Fanduel came back. Yeah, 45 to 1 on Sheik when Fanduel came back out with their numbers. And then I'll go Siwoo, 25 to 1. Yeah. Uh, will you go Lexi Thompson at 2,500 to 1, Pat? Um, would you bet? What do you think the upside here is for Lexi? Like, what's the true upside? Make the cut? I think make the cut, and that's where if you're, if you're going to bet, that's probably what you do. I don't, that number's not out yet from what I see, but I'm sure it's going to be out. And it'll probably be, it'll I be mean, a plus what, number. It'll be like what, plus like 10 to 1? I would think so. I mean, I, I think 10 to 1 is probably about like, all right, so what number would it have to be for you to say, I, I think I can hammer Lexi making the cut? <laughs> I mean, just because she's going to be on TV a lot. We know that. The first yeah. two days are going to have her on TV. It's going to be a spectacle because it is a spectacle. And um, so if you, just want, if you just need another, if you just need a sweat, you know, if, you just need a, if you're an addict and you just need something in your veins to mm-hmm. sweat on Thursday or Friday afternoon, then betting Lexi to make the cut would be your your jam, and I would probably start looking at it and like consider it at like fifteen to one. I mean, I don't I don't think I would touch it at ten to one. I'd rather bet. I'd rather parlay a few NFL bets Thursday yeah. night. I, I think you know, I was just making a guess. I think it's going to be way shorter than it should be because of what the of the attention. It's the same thing. You yeah, get that's with, true. Not that she moves the needle like a tiger or something, but when you ever you get some unusual you know, like a Steph Curry in the field or something like that. Yeah. And it's to make the cut. The number's never what you want it to be. Just never is. Yeah, it'll be like 8-1 to one or something. Yeah. Um, and shots fired to, you know, five-time PGA Tour winner Nick Watney, 
is the same odds as Lexi uh, outright at, at 2,500 to one. I don't, can I just say like on the Lexi thing, I, I, I like Lexi. She's, she's, I like her. Um, I, Peter Malnati, you know, a couple weeks ago at the, at the, uh, or maybe it was this week, maybe it was at the Sanderson. Peter Malnati was in the press conference and had a Freudian slip when he called it a gimmick. And then he, he did do a good job of like backtracking and saying, well, no, that like, that's kind of, this isn't kind of what I meant. Like da, 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 da. But on the microphone, he slipped up and said the Lexi Thompson thing was kind of a gimmick. And, but it is a gimmick. It is. <laughs> now, now it, is the, it is the right of the, of the tour, of the sponsor, to give those sponsors exemptions to whoever they want. And we, she ain't the first gimmick. Steph Curry's a gimmick. Tony Romo's been a gimmick. A couple of these other players that have been, that have been given sponsors invites that are just not. Wasn't there a country music guy? Like Eric, Eric, Eric uh, not Eric Church. Uh, what's the Jake no, Owen or something? Maybe Jake Owen or something. Didn't he get a? Like, it may have been like a yeah. corn fairy event. But so, I mean, you know, they're putting up all the money for really a, a very subpar PJ Tour event in the fall. Then, yeah, I, I guess they can give it to whoever the heck they want to give it to. So I, I get it. But make no mistake, it's a gimmick. Like Lexi is is good, but she's not. This is not even close. She's gonna yeah. play. But let me ask you this, Pat. Just without looking. How far on average do you think Lexi hits her driver? On average, probably uh, 235 to 240. Oh, my God, Pat. Jeez. What? She's, she's one of the longer hitters on the LPGA Tour. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, it can't be like, on average, it can't be like, two, I mean, they're PGA Tour players whose average is 285. I and mean, I would think it'd be like 25, 30 yards shorter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lexi outdrives you by about 40 yards. She averages 280? No, she averages 270. And I hit it at least 240 <laughs> on average. <laughs> she, she's averaging 270 year to date, which is 12th on the LPGA Tour. That's pretty good. It, it is. That wasn't that far off, 30 yards. <laughs> it is. But I, honestly, I was going to say, like, if you, if you go back a few years when she was a little bit younger and, like, kind of a, a big thing, right? Like, they made it seem like she hit it 300 yards. And maybe at one point she did, or, or she could get there. Yeah. But. You know, if you're averaging 270, I guess that I guess I guess this is the this is the place to do it when you, you're at elevation and the ball's going to go. You know, she she's going to roll it out another 10 that yards. That actually or so. makes me feel a little better about this if she's averaging 270 off the tee. Yeah, I just and she's she's playing well. I mean, her recent yeah. finishes. She's had a uh, she's got a fifth place finish at her last event just this past week at the Ascendant. Uh, she's got an eighth place finish, the Arkansas Championship the week before. She played in the Solheim Cup, had that controversial press conference. She had a T19 the week before, or two weeks before the Solheim at the Kroger Queen City. So, I mean, she's got a T19, T8, T5 in her last three starts. So obviously, she's at least, I mean, she's kind of peaking in in terms of her form. But I'm, can I assume there's a connection between the course here too and? Um, I know there's a lot mm. of players that play out of this. Like maybe she plays out of, out of here too. Well, I don't know. I, I'm just asking. I have no clue um, if she plays out of here. It just, it, it, I don't know why it's this event, maybe because it's a fall event and the field's weaker that um, I thought maybe there could be a connection. You know, maybe I don't know who a coach is. I know the, the Harmons coach out of here. Um, 
Yeah, maybe that. Um, looks like she's based in Florida. So I don't know about that. Anyway, I mean, to 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 make the cut, I would be interested at twelve to fifteen to one. Anything short of that, I'm I'm not gonna watch the gimmick. <clears throat> okay, um, Pat. One last thing before we get out of here. Taylor Swift's a big deal. She's a big deal. I mean, so we know or have are told. Yeah, she's uh, she's she's all over the NFL right now, and it just got it got us thinking. It got me thinking. If Taylor Swift were to date a golfer, she's obviously maybe dating Travis Kelsey. Although I'm starting to get into, I'm starting to buy into the conspiracy theories as to how this whole thing is being lined up, um, and believing that maybe it's not that real. But she's she's dating Travis Kelsey. If she were to date a PGA Tour golfer, who would Taylor Swift? be dating who do you think it would be i'll let you go first um well see now you just made it an important distinction that i didn't know you were gonna make what i didn't know it had to be a pga tour golfer because i would have said it would be a live golfer oh okay oh okay okay you went outside the box you went live yeah golfer. i went outside the box i oh. think it would be a live golfer. okay who who, who would it be now they, this person doesn't i mean this they may be dating somebody, but I just feel like she likes attention, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. She feels a little awkward to me. Mm-hmm. I think she's kind of nerdy. Yeah. Deep down. Bryson DeChambeau and, and Taylor could be a thing. I'm t- I just could see it happening. It, it seems to be a fit. I, I, like, I like that angle. Yeah. Okay. I like that angle. I, it I, lives kind of a little different. Yeah, so I don't know. That's what I. That's what I was thinking. Liv would let her have a concert live while the yeah while the, the tournament's whole... going on. Yeah, but the, the, then they'd have to kick out like DJ, um, you know, Snake or whoever. Mm-hmm. DJ, um, I don't know. Uh, okay, I like I like where you went with that. I do like where you went with that. I went a slightly different route. So if you look at if you look at her her history, she's kind of moved through some different boyfriends. She dated Ed Sheeran. She dated um, what's the 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 guy from uh, the um, what's the dude Harry Styles? It's, now he's like a woman or something. She dated him. Uh, he's a she, woman. I, th- no. I think he's trying to be a. I think he's trying okay. to be a woman. And then she dated Joe Jonas from the Jonas Brothers. And I think and then she dated that dude from uh, Twilight. I think for a minute, and now she's on Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey. I think at the end of this, her and Travis aren't going to work out. It's too, there's too much attention on both of them. She yeah. has to be the, the one, right? She needs a complimentary piece. She's tried it with all these uber-famous guys, right? All these, one, all these boy band guys, these huge stars. Ed Sheeran's a huge star. Like, she's tried it with that. Now she's moving into the NFL, another huge star. Big personality. A guy's got his own huge podcast and all his merch, and he's won two Super Bowls, and he's – on every commercial imaginable, and it's not going to work out for that reason. You know what she needs? She needs a beta boy. Oh, okay. She needs a beta boy. Uh, I, have a, I feel like I know which direction you could be going. I also think she's kind of, she, there's indications that she's kind of a, you know, she's kind of a free spirit um, would be a, a nice way of putting it. Maybe a little bit of a, a nerd, like you said. Um, so I think there's a beta boy who's also kind of tall, like Travis Kelsey, uh, and who we also know is pretty, he's, he's kind of a free spirit, kind of a hippie. 
I think Patrick Rogers is <laughs> is a perfect beta boy uh, side piece for Taylor I, Swift. I could see that. I think that's a great. He would, yeah. He could, I can't believe Rogers didn't come up and uh, you know none of us wanted to yeah. bet him. He could go completely under the radar. She could still be the star. Nobody's gonna know yeah. who he is. He's kind of a hippie. I, I think he, you know, he's he's a free spirit too. Uh, probably she would hold those those cold mittens that he likes to wear for yeah. him. Like if if he needed them, she would throw them to him from yeah. the from the gallery. Yeah, he's a he's a long haired Cali boy. Went to Stanford. Like they probably could write poetry together, go to a poetry thing, and and you know do this and snap together and all the things. So I, I think Patrick Rogers. I think it's going to end up not working out because she doesn't need an alpha. She doesn't need an alpha. She needs a baby. Yeah. Patrick Rogers could be that dude for her. I love it. I, yeah. I think I. I I'm totally with you there, and you went. You kind of went outside the box too. You didn't pick a top 25 in no. the world golfer. Mm-mm. She can't. She no. Too, she can't handle that. You know, it's, it's more like they wouldn't be able to handle it. You know, I think I think Rogers could handle it. He's never won on the PJ Tour. Like he's never been the guy. He's always been the 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 guy in the distance, and yeah. that's what he would have to be to, to date to date Taylor Swift, and it work out. Um, well, Bryson's certainly you know not theta. I don't believe. So, no, I don't um, think he is. So you went the opposite direction there. Yeah. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, drop in the chat. Who do you think that would be? That we'd love to hear what you what you have to say. If it's somebody else, if you, if you don't think it's Rogers or Bryson DeChambeau, we read all the comments. We appreciate it. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Be sure and click the link and sign up for SoBet. You only have a few more weeks to get into that contest. That's in the description. Uh, come find us in the Splash Contest for NFL and PGA this week, and let's have a fantastic Shriners week. Bend over your bookies, people. See ya.